they'll always find their way back. Amen. Go, you can go ahead, Brother Gabriel. Praise the Lord. Well, are you excited to be here? We had such an awesome week. It's been such a supernatural year already. Um, last week, uh, not last week, but yesterday, we had an outreach. Six, let's show some pictures. 68 decisions for Christ. This is what you are a part of. This is what you are a part of. This is advancing the kingdom. I heard the news was there. 68 decisions for Jesus. Pretty much everybody got up and went to the altar, and the gospel was preached. Don't think they go there with a motivation. Uh, uh, The gospel was preached. Look at the kid's face crying. And I'm telling you, people are hungry. People are 68 decisions there. And uh, is Erica here? Is she here? Erica, come up here and share with us. Share real quick. Fill in the, the people of what's, what's happening. I mean, what, what do they want us to do? I mean, come on. Let them know, sister. Are you on? It's on. They just got to turn it Okay. Okay, so to God be the glory. So we had our outreach at the Thicket Apartments in February. And the guy that had us let us come, he got so touched. I think every time we seen him, we saw one him. So we saw one him like three times. Did he get promoted? <laughs> yes. So after that, he got um, promoted to supervisor of all the sister apartments. And he's been so touched that he's like moving forward, advancing. He knows that it's only the gospel that can change people. He's like, I want y'all to come to all of our sister apartments. He said, if you can. And he we said, can, we gonna? will. Amen. And yes. he even talked to his boss and said, um, and, you know, got them. They're going to add in $500 off giveaways of rent. So they're going to they're going to go and they're adding in. So we were like so excited. He had the news there. He's like, you can talk on the news. They're doing they want to clean up the area. They want us to keep coming back because he knows the Lord touched him. And he knows it's only by the power of God that city that Houston's going to be saved and the area is going to be cleaned up like never before. To God be the glory. Come on. Hallelujah. That's somebody shout favor. Hallelujah. All night night prayer. She said, unusual favor. And that's favor with flavor. Wait. Well, because this man, what was what was his position when y'all first went? He was just the manager. He wasn't even like the head manager. Okay. He was like the assistant manager, and the lady was the head manager of the apartment. Okay, and then they promote after y'all y'all went, y'all led him to the Lord. Yes, and he got touched. He got touched. And about two weeks later, maybe not even two weeks, maybe a week later, he got promoted. Promoted. They called him in for a meeting. Yeah. And he got promoted to supervisor of all the sister apartments. And he wants us to come to all the sister apartments. Yes. He wants us to go to Westheimer. And then yesterday afterwards, he was like so happy. He's like, right? He was kept talking to us. He's like excited. He's like, I'm going to send you the list of all the apartments. Send it. Come on. Send Hallelujah. it. Send it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. You know, the answer to our generation is Jesus. He's the only one that can change a heart. And people need. You, know, you can't console devils. you got to cast them out. Amen. You, you, it takes the power of the gospel to set the captives free. And people need Jesus. And they are hungry after Jesus like never before. Aren't you glad you're a part of a church that goes out the four walls? 
And then we have the call center. They make phone calls to follow up with people. And uh, they encounter all these awesome testimonies with people. People that are at the point of suicide. People that they are broken. People that are crying out to God. And then they get a phone call from the Power of Love Church. And um, last week, just last week, 13 people gave their lives to Jesus. And many prayed for it through the call center. Praise God. Do you have a testimony? Many? Come share one real quick. That sticks out to you. Well, the greatest one that sticks out to me, I mean, was the one where the guy had the gun to his head. And this wasn't recent, but this, is, this tops it all because this is, this is when it got real serious for me personally. Um, I called the guy, and he said I wasn't going to answer. He didn't share with me right off the bat, but I went into prayer introducing myself, and I could tell something was off with him on the call, um, but before we hung up, he said, ma'am, I have to share something with you. He said, uh, right before you called, I had locked myself in the room. It was dark. I had a gun to my head, and I wasn't going to answer this call because I didn't recognize the phone number, but I answered it, and he came after that. The Lord intervened, and he came and visited, and, and I told him, I said, the Lord is going to use you in a mighty way. He had never been to the church. This was a follow-up call. And he came and visited, and he introduced himself in person, and he said, I came just to say thank you for taking the time to call me. And so there are so many tests, many, many, many. We call hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Every week there are souls coming in through the call center. Every week. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Lift up your hands. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you that you're, for all that you're doing, Lord, in the lives of your people. Thank you for your anointing upon our lives, Lord, to continue to cause an impact, to continue to expand your kingdom by the anointing. Thank you for every soul that was one to your kingdom, even this past week, Lord. Thank you for every life changed. Thank you for every life transformed. They'll never be the same. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name. And everyone said. Turn your Bibles to the book of John chapter 14. I'm going to continue on the anointing for breakthrough. This is going to be a year of breakthroughs and turnarounds. Not, not, not a year of breakdowns. Amen. I said last week, if you hearken to the word of the Lord, hearken is not a casual listener. Many come to church and don't listen. Or they listen, but they don't hear. Well, what am I saying? You must listen. Is that Erica? Hi, Erica. So good you're here. I see you, girl. Okay. Praise the Lord. You, are you by yourself? Come up here. It's okay. I do that sometimes because I love you. I mean, if you call me to the front, I ain't going to hesitate. I'll be like, here I come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look right here. Here's the hot seat. No, just kidding. I love you. Go ahead, sit down. Praise the Lord. If you, to hearken means to listen with the intention to, to, under, to, to hear, to understand, and to do. 
Amen. And so if you, if you, if you hearken to the word of the Lord with the intention to hear and understand and to do, the last breakdown you ever had will be, could be the last breakdown because you are to produce breakthroughs by the anointing. Say by the anointing. So I, I began to talk about last week on the anointing for breakthrough. If you're going to have breakthroughs, they're going to have to come from within you. Amen. You're, 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 what is a breakthrough? Is, 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 is the breaking forth of whatever it is in your life. And, and your breakthroughs, they come from within. They don't come from out here somewhere. If you're always looking out here for the answer, you miss it. Because you, you have the spirit of breakthrough on the inside of you. Amen. And when you realize that, then there is nothing, nothing that can stand in your way that you will not be able to break forth from. You see, it is scriptural to be challenged, and you will have challenges in life. It is scriptural to be challenges. The Bible says that, uh, you know, Jesus actually said this, in this world you will have trials and tribulations. But don't get trials and tribulation minded, you know. Don't get hardship minded, he, though he did say in this world you will have trials, testings, tri uh, and tribulations. But he also said, be of good cheer. And I'm going to be of good cheer. He said, for I have overcome the world. A greater explanation of it. He says, I have deprived the world, the systems of the world from its ability to harm you or, or to overtake you. So even though there's tests, there's challenges, well, we can still remain joyful because, you know, it's scriptural to be challenged. And we will go through some challenges. Anybody going through some challenges? Okay, yeah. Okay. But just because you're challenged don't mean you have to be defeated. Because it is scriptural to be challenged, but it's unscriptural to be defeated. There's, there's a difference. It's scriptural to be challenged, but it's unscriptural to be defeated. Defeat is not your portion. Defeat is not your lifestyle. Victory is your portion. Victory is your, is, your, is, is, is your life. The Bible, why? Why? Because we are carriers of the spirit of victory. Jesus. The Apostle Paul gave the great, greatest revelation, Christ Jesus, the hope of glory in you. And we are carriers. And you have to see yourself that way. I am a carrier of breakthrough. I am a carrier of the spirit of breakthrough. Hallelujah. You, cannot, you will not only be able to get breakthrough for yourself, but you will help others break through. She helped that man break through the spirit of suicide. That was trying to take him out. And so it's vital that we walk in this. It's vital that you, you operate in the, in the spirit of power. Because the anointing is a divine enabling. It's a divine enabling. It is an outflow. Say outflow. Not inflow. Outflow. Of the Holy Spirit through a human vessel. The anointing is manifested or produced by the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
And the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a gift. And if you've received your gift, then you are empowered. You are empowered. Like Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power. Somebody shout power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you shall be my witness. You shall become a witness. The anointing is not just an enablement to go preach the gospel, but it's to become and to live the life that Jesus came to give you. John 10, 10, the Bible says, Satan comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. Haven't you had enough of that? But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. Life in abundance to the full, to it overflows. Somebody shout overflow. This is what kind of year this year has been. And it's just going to intensify. <laughs> it's just going to intensify. Can I tell you, you're on the right path? Can I tell you, you are on the winning side? Don't mind where you're at. Mind where you're going. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Did I tell you where to turn? In John 14, it's in, in verse 15, these are the words of Jesus, speaking of the promise of the Spirit. When you're there, say amen. If ye love me, how many love Jesus? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. See, he wasn't in them yet. But he said, you know him because he's with you, but he shall be in you. Hallelujah. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. What is the mission of the Holy Spirit? To comfort you. To comfort you the way they were comforted when Jesus was here. Jesus took care of them. Jesus provided. Jesus was their peace. Where there's their security. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me because I live. Ye shall live also. He said, at that day. That day happened already. Ye shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Somebody say unity. And then he goes on to say, He that had my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest 
Listen, Jesus said, and I will manifest myself to him. By the Spirit of God, Jesus will manifest himself to you and in you. It's one thing that you hear about his wonderfulness, if that's even a word. But it's another thing that when by the Spirit of God, Jesus begins to manifest himself in you, it, 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 it brings you into the reality of the person of Jesus. And it changes your life. Because it didn't come by the hearing of the ear, it came by the, the Spirit of God himself. Whenever Jesus told the disciples, who do they say that I am? And they all started saying, well, they say you're this, they say you're that. You know, they say you're Isaiah, Elijah, this and that. And, he's, and he listened to them. He said, okay. He says, but who do you say that I am? Because that's what Jesus cares. He wants to know. He don't want you to tell him what, who do the pastor say you are or who do your mom says you are or who do your cousin says you are. He wants to know who do you say that I am. And then Peter spoke up. And, and, and he said, you are, you're, you're Jesus, the son of the living God. And then Jesus said, man did not reveal this to you. But this revelation came to you by my father. And then he said, and, up, and he says, you're, you, you know, your name's not going to be Simon anymore. It'll be Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon what rock? It, it, he wasn't saying, Peter, upon your life. He was saying, upon the rock of revelation that was revealed to you of my father, by that spirit of revelation, he said, I will build my church. He said, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Don't mind what the devil's working out for you or your children or anything else. Get caught up in your father's business. And Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So it's upon the, the rock of revelation. And so when, when, when by the Spirit of God, the person of Jesus is made manifest unto you, it changes you. It turns you, it changes you into another person. It does. Hallelujah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, 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 like Saul when the spirit of God came upon him and he was looking for his father's donkeys and they were lost. He couldn't find them. He went three times here and there. He couldn't find them. But when the spirit of God came upon him, through the prophet Samuel, he said, you know, and by the way, those donkeys, they're not lost. They've been found. Immediately, immediately things started happening. Immediately favor came upon him. Immediately what was lost was restored. Immediately. <laughs> it says that he changed into another man. The anointing of the Holy Ghost will transform your life. It will change you from ordinary to, it puts the extra on you. Hallelujah. Things you couldn't even think that you could ever accomplish or do or conquer or overcome. All of a sudden, you are empowered by the Spirit to do those things. It's no longer, I wish I could be like this or I wish I could be like this, but I can't. That can is not even in your vocabulary anymore. 
can is not even in your vocabulary anymore. It's I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me by the Spirit of God, by the anointing. I can do all things. Can somebody give me a definition of all? Yeah, you're smart. <laughs> all means, hallelujah. So, the comforter, when, when, when he was called the comforter, it revealed his mission to comfort the comfortless. To comfort the comfortless. Hallelujah. And then in John 16, five, who came to receive this morning? I feel like we don't have church already. But we're just getting started. It says, Jesus, not it, Jesus said in verse 5, it says, but now I go my way. He says, but now I go my way to him that sent me. And none of you asking me whether go is thou. But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow had filled your heart. They were saddened. Jesus with us will be Jesus no more. Then nevertheless, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I, not, if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to, unto you. You notice that he's not referring to the comforter or the Holy Spirit as a, as a goozy or uzis or goozies or a, a dove or, or anything. He's, he's referring to him as a person. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. So he said, it is expedient. Underline that word. It is expedient for you that I go away. That, that word expedient means it is profitable. Profitable. Say the word profitable. It is profitable for you that I go away so that I can send him unto you. He will not only be with you, but he will be in you. Hallelujah. So, the comforter, Jesus said in John 14, 12, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater than these shall you do because I go unto my Father. And how... What would enable us to do the greater works? The Holy Spirit. The anointing of God. Amen. So, let's find out what happened when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. Go there. Acts 2. Praise the Lord. 
Did you come to receive something this morning? Hallelujah. In Acts 2, it says that, and when that, the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And in verse 4 it says, and they were all filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the promise. Remember, there is a regeneration of the Spirit when you give your life to Jesus, but then there's an infilling of the Spirit when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So, then we can read here that it says, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now, when this was noise abroad, the multitudes came together and were confounded because that every man had heard them speak in their own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? And how hear we every man in his own tongue where we were born? And then it started naming all the different, uh, um, what do you call it? Yes. And then it's, if you jump down in um, verse 12, it says, And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, these are men, are, these men are, are, are full of new wine. So they were saying they're, they're drunk. They were mocking them. Remember what I said last week, that anything that is beneficial to you that God has given to the church, the devil mocks. And he'll do his best that you never enter in to walking in the fullness of it. And you must Walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit like never before. Somebody said, do I need the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? I heard it said like this. You need the Holy Ghost right now to go to Walmart. You need the Holy Ghost to drive down 1960. Your kids need the Holy Ghost to go to school. And they're not too little to receive. So why question something that Jesus said? Don't do anything until you are endued with power. And so they began to mock them. But Peter, the Bible says in verse 14, who did? Peter. Standing up. He stood up. Remember, Peter before the baptism of the Holy Spirit was Peter, the one that was saying, God, Jesus, I'm with you. I'll die with you. I'll stand up with you. And ended, ended up denying Jesus three times in front of little, young girls. Saying, I don't even know him. Started cussing. And, 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 and though he wanted to do what, what was right, 
He wasn't empowered to do what was right. But the same Peter now, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the anointing, empowered. Now he turned into another man. The Holy Ghost will turn you into another man. The Holy Ghost will turn you into another woman. And he will empower you. The Holy Spirit will empower you by the anointing. Not just to minister, but to be the fathers that God has called you to be. To be the mothers that God has called you to be. To be the children that God has called you to be. The business owners, whatever it is. The Holy Spirit will empower you in every area of life. To be the student that stands up for righteousness. In the middle of all this craziness, the Holy Spirit will empower you even at such a young age to stand up for what is right and hate what is wicked. Hallelujah. And so Peter, the Bible says, got up, stood up, Holy Ghost boldness. But Peter standing up, I pray you get a double dose of the Holy Ghost this morning that will inject a boldness in your life so that this week will be a radical week for you. Non-compromising, productive. Do what is right. No more wishing you can do what is right. You leave out of here empowered to do that which is right. He stood up with the 11. I can almost picture it. They're sitting, they're waiting, the the power of the Holy Spirit comes on them, fills them. They begin to speak in tongues. And then everybody's like wondering. And 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 they're 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 praising God. They're praying. I, I believe they're praying like Nigerians. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden Peter stands up. <laughs> Peter, bold Peter, bold Peter. Like when my husband stands up, he's like, (laughs) and then the 11 stood up and they lifted up. He lifted up his voice, not like a sissy. You know, all that has to do for evil men to prevail is for good people to do nothing and say nothing. Just stay quiet. I'm in my business. You mind your father's business. Amen. You stand up for what is right. You speak what is right. You speak the truth in the face of every lie. And God will, when you stand up for God, God will stand up for you. And we've seen that in these last couple of years. He lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. Listen up, Peter's saying. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. They weren't in Texas. People barely going to sleep right now. (laughs) But this is that. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Somebody say the last days. You know, that's when the last day started. 
Let me help you understand in the hours that we are in. People call this that we're in the last days. We're in the final minutes of, before the return of Jesus. The last day started at the day of Pentecost. Are you with me? And it shall come to pass in the last day, said God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. They shall proclaim. Your sons and your daughters shall proclaim. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. I believe it was Pastor Ronnie that says, that's why when the old men fall asleep in my church, I don't wake them up because they're... <laughs> I either think it was him or somebody else. <laughs> and on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever, this is for whosoever, whosoever is hungry, whosoever is thirsty, whosoever is crying out for it, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you jump down to verse 37, it says, Now when they heard this, Peter began to give it to them and preach the gospel unto them, non-compromising. Now when they, verse 37, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? That's what the people at the outreach were saying. After they heard the gospel, what do we do? And we said, Give your life to Jesus. Hallelujah. Then Peter said unto them, repent. That's the first thing you got to do. Repent. Repent means turn away from your sin. And don't turn there no more. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and unto your children and unto all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord uh, our God shall call. This promise is to you, to your children, to your children's children. Hallelujah. The Bible says, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, uh, a saying, save yourselves from this outward uh, generation. Verse 41 says, then they, that glad, then they that gladly receive his word were baptized. And the same day, say the same day, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. I like how they kept record of the amount of souls that came in. Because there's some people who have a problem with everything. Why you got to say how many souls? Why you got to say? Why you got to count? Why? Well, it's not about the numbers. Well, I'm glad there's a chapter, um, there's a, a book in the Bible called the book of Numbers. And also right here, it specific says that when they preached the gospel, 3,000 souls 
Peter that couldn't stand in front of a little girl to proclaim Jesus now is standing in the midst of thousands of people preaching the gospel, telling them, repent ye of your sins. Now 3,000 people. There might have been more. But just imagine, he couldn't even, he couldn't even uh, admit that he was a follower of Jesus. He couldn't even stand up. Now he's in the midst of thousands of people rising up with a loud voice, telling, preaching the gospel. That's what happened to a lot of people here. They came in shy. They came in not even ever saying anything. I was like that. No way, Pastor. You? I was like that. Who said, somebody testified that said that, that, that they, who was it? Uh, uh, I mean, y'all do good when y'all get up here and testify. Y'all do it like, when I used to get, when I used to get asked to testify, I couldn't even get out one word. I know it's impossible to believe, but that's the truth. I, I, y'all do it like real, like with confidence and everything. They used to get, my heart was too overwhelmed. I mean, I couldn't even get a word out. I couldn't even like, I would begin to cry and weep. The moment I would begin to open up my mouth, I felt like the, like the Holy Spirit just, I, I, I was so overwhelmed. It took me a while to get this word out. Now you can't shut me up. But you couldn't, it, it will be my turn to testify and be like, <sighs> and the teacher will be like, next. I will get skipped all the time. Can you believe that? But, but the, the Holy Spirit has helped me. It, help, it, it's a help, it has helped you more than it, quicker than it has helped me in the past. Because let me tell you something. Oh, it wasn't like that for me. But the Holy Spirit, the, the life of Peter is such a great example to see what the Holy Spirit will do in your life. Because it'll, 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 it'll take you from, from being somebody that just wants to, desires, but is not empowered to do it. God has empowered you by the Holy Spirit to be able to live the life that he's called you to live. To be able to experience, experience. And you, the Bible says that all these blessings shall come upon you. And you shall experience all these blessings. Experience. And so, that's what the Holy Spirit did in their lives by the anointing. The first thing the Holy Spirit did when he came was to bring the disciples out from the upper room. They had been there waiting. Jesus had just been crucified. He had came and talked to them and he instructed them and told them, don't do anything until the, the Holy Spirit comes and fills you. So they were waiting by faith. It says that there was 120. Could there have been more? Maybe some got tired of waiting. I don't know. But they waited. Hiding. Probably thinking of everything that had happened. They were praying, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they were empowered by the gift of the Holy Spirit that came to fill them. Oh, and, and, and what happened? 
they came out. They, it brought them out. The Holy Spirit brought them out. The Holy Spirit will bring you out. Hallelujah. He will empower you to rise up. Rise up. Hallelujah. And come out. And be all that God has called you to be. Glory be to God. They were once fugitives, but now they became rulers in the land. The Bible says that they were turning the, the, the whole city upside down or upside right. They were shaking things by the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter no longer denying his master. Now he's proclaiming him boldly. Now he's proclaiming him boldly. Glory be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Made all the religious rulers concerned. All the government officials are now talking about him, having meetings about them. These people, what's going on? Let's tell them never to preach in the name of Jesus anymore. But you couldn't hold them down. They incarcerated them. They whipped them. They locked them up. And they forbade them to never, they threatened them, never to speak in that name. Because the name of Jesus is the name that is above all names. But they said, the Bible says that they even rejoiced after they were released from prison. They rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer for Christ's sake. Come on. The apostle Paul, when he was in prison, when he was going through persecution, when he wrote the letters from prison, he never said, can I get a phone call? Where's my phone call? I need to call mama. Can, can I call my pastor? Can I call the church? I need prayer warriors. Uh, uh, can Please, somebody come and, and bail me out. Can somebody get me a bond or whatever? No. All he asked was pray that I may continue to preach the word of God with boldness. Because he said, you can chain me up like a criminal, but the word of God cannot be chained up. And if I keep preaching the word by the anointing, the anointing of the word will break me out of anything and everything, just like it always has. That's why he didn't say, come get me out. He said, just pray. If you're going to pray for me, pray that I may continue to preach the word of God with boldness. He says, you can chain me up like a criminal, but the word of God cannot be chained up. The Holy Ghost, the anointing, glory be to God, hallelujah. He will comfort you. He will help you. He is your advocate. He is your defender. He is the paracletos, the one alongside of help. Just as if Jesus was right here with you. And here you are. If only I would lived in the days of Jesus. I would be like Peter. If I seen him coming in the water, I'll jump out. You wouldn't do that. But Jesus said, if, it's better if I go. Because if I go, I will send another of me. Not just to be with you, but to live in you. The Holy Spirit. He gets to go with you wherever you go. You become a vessel of the living God. Hallelujah. You're at work carrying the power of the Spirit. You're, at, you're driving wherever you go. Whatever you do, he's there to help you. How can you, I, 
to help somebody that the last time they, they felt they seen themselves defeated or weak or insecure, I just need you to get your eyes on the Holy Ghost. If you have them. If you don't get them. How do I get them, Pastor Sandy? Ask, receive them. Don't even ask because he already sent them. Receive them. I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, fill me, Lord. I receive it. And let it flow out of your belly. The Bible says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Let it flow. It will flow in a, and it will come out in a tongue. You got to open your mouth. It's the easiest thing. You got to open your mouth. You can't be like, fill me, Lord. People do it all the time. They want to be filled. They want it, but they don't open their mouth. You got to open your mouth expecting it's going to flow out of you. No one can teach you to speak like that. It's the Holy Spirit that comes out from the inward, and it comes out in a tongue. Amen. What does that sound like? Well, you just ask him to fill you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is not a tongue. He's a person. But the outward evidence is, is that they began to speak in other tongues. I said last week, you know, there's people that have been lied to and say that's of the devil. But I always said, you don't go to the bar and ask for your drink in tongues. Right? Praise the Lord. Who's thankful for the Holy Ghost? You know, I, 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 can I tell you something? When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I was 17 years old. I, was, I had just returned back to church because I was raised up in church. Then, uh, a lot of you know my, my, my story, our story. My husband robbed me from, he took me, he stole me <laughs> when I was 15 years old. <laughs> my parents were going to send me to Mexico. Raima me robo. See, she said, see. Sí. <laughs> That's my mom, by the way. Mom, wave of everybody. She's my mom. Go ahead. She did a great job raising her. Her, eight, oh, by the way, fun fact, I have eight sisters and one brother. So anyways, for those of you that don't know, anyways, and we're all here. We're all here. We're all serving, active in the ministry. Amen. Well, I have one in Florida, one sister in Florida. Her husband stole her and took her away over there. That's another story. Anyways, she's in a great church though, over there. Um, what was I saying? You stole me? Well, anyways, you know, we were runaways. We left together, and I kind of, like, you know, got away from the, the things of the Lord. Uh, we were raised in church, never missed church. I don't remember the last Sunday I missed a church since I was little, honestly. We didn't have a choice. My parents never said, I'll be back, I'm going to church. They said, in this house, we all go to church together. And if we didn't feel good, my mom would be very quick to pull out that anointing oil <laughs> or say, you're going to get better at church. <laughs> okay, that's just the way she, my, and I appreciate that. We gave her the hardest time. We made it so difficult for her. But one thing she never did was never compromise. She brought us, and it was tough because, you know, it's tough. It's tough sometimes, you know. Anyways, and so I remember, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit and the help and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. When I, when I, when I was around 17 years old is when the Lord began to tug in my heart. Because let me tell you something. When you plant the seed in your children, that seed is planted. And it never returns void. Amen. And so I always knew I was out of place. You, even though you're doing out there, you know you're out of place. You know, because that seed is on the inside of you. And so then I, I uh, around 17 years old, you know, 
I, we weren't, we were just living together, and then I was, it was already, like, all hitting me again. I was like, we got to get married, you know? And um, so, you know, we, it, it, it's, at, at 17, I believe I was 17, 1996, we got married by the justice of peace, the court. Um, it was me, my husband, my, my mother, my beautiful mother-in-law, she's right here, my father-in-law. Where's your hand, mother-in-law, so I can see you too. And then... Um, and then that, that was it. I, I just went, I was so happy because we were getting married. All my pictures is like, <laughs> with my sho- shiny shoes from Wieners and my little maroon little dress and my little purse. I'm like, and George and all the pictures, he's like, you can tell he didn't sleep all night. But I was so happy. I was like, we're getting married. It feels good when you begin, like, when you come to the Lord and you begin to, you know, do things, get in line with God. It feels good. Anybody with me? It feels good. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then so, so um, we got married, praise the Lord. Uh, my husband took me to Golden Corral. And he said, you can eat all you want. <laughs> he was very generous. That was our wedding. We went to Golden Corral. I think that was the last time I ever went to Golden Corral. <laughs> We ate good. We thought we were fancy. <laughs> Golden Corral, you know. No honeymoon, nothing. But he made it all up, all up, all up, you know. <laughs> and then so I remember going back to, 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 to church. I, I believe uh, it was around I got pregnant with Georgie. We got married. I got pregnant. And then I was around 18 years old. I started going back to church. And I got, I got plugged in. I got plugged in. And so um, it was a little Spanish church. It's still there. I'm like, okay. And so uh, I got connected. I got baptized, water baptized there. And um, I, I, I got involved. I would help with the missionaries, the little missionaries. Uh, I was very young. I was very young. And so I remember that one day, um, there at that little church, they would, uh, they were used to the, when they were prayer time, they would go to the altar and they will kneel and pray. And I remember that I would, I would do the same thing. I would go and I would kneel and, and, you know, they'll, they'll start praying like right there. And I remember that I would, I would, you can hear people praying obviously. And so I remember praying, but you know, in your, in your, in your, in, you, you can pray, but you can only go so far if you're praying in your understanding. Father, I thank you for for this, I thank you for that, thank you for this, and you can only go so far, right, in your natural language, but God is so good that he gave us a, the language of the spirit, amen, he gave us, he gave us a heavenly tongue, and so I remember uh, getting there, and I will be praying, and I was like, thank you, Lord, I was like this, that's how we'll do it, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, and then there will be ladies around uh, next to me, and people next to me, and they, they will, they will, they will be praying in the spirit, they'll be like, and they will be like, it was so like, like, like so intimate. Like they were praying with, and they will weep and they would like laugh and they would like, they will, they, and I, and I, and I, I, I would just look at him and all I remember saying, Lord, I want that. Give it to me, Lord. I want that. Fill me. I didn't even have a lot of knowledge of, of like the Holy Spirit. And I said, if I, I, I had a, I, I thirst for it. And the moment that I said that, the Lord filled me. The, I started speaking in tongues. But the, 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 the most important thing 
was that I knew something happened. I knew something happened. You know, you know why? You know why? Because I, I could sense the, 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 the ability, the enabling, the, the, the strength that I didn't have before. I, can, I, 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 I would see that the things that used to bring me down wouldn't bring me down anymore. And even though I couldn't put it all together, I couldn't put it all together, but I could see it. I could, I could tell I'm not the same. Some of the most difficult moments in my life, I, can, I didn't know it then. But I could look, I would, I, 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 when I started like understanding, I, I would look back and I could, I, I recognize that it was only by the enabling and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that I was able to stand, that I was able to endure, that I was able to do what I needed to do. Hallelujah. I began to realize it, it had all been a result of the enabling and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that I've been a, that God has kept me. In my most difficult, and I can recall probably three major difficult moments in family, in, 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 in you know, uh, in, in generally in family, in, in, in marriage. And, and in children that, that it could have went a whole different direction. Because, the, the, you know, the, God knows everything. He, he's, the Bible says that he's the beginning and the end. He knows what's behind us. He knows what's ahead of us. He knows what's in between all that. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, he's, he's, the Bible says that he's predestined us. Uh, uh, our lives, the, the predestination doesn't mean you automatically uh, fall into that life. you got to choose it. Amen. But he's given us the Holy Spirit to enable us, to empower us. Uh, I, I could see where in those times it, it was all due to the help, the help, the comfort. Woo-hoo-hoo. Woo. <laughs> Any witnesses here that know what I'm talking about? That's why we love him. We appreciate him. I could look and I could, I could see. I could see now. God, who would not want him? Who would not desire him? Who would not want more of him? Not only did he help me in the most difficult times, he and enable me to, to step out and step into. The Holy Spirit will help you step out and step into. The power of God is all over this lady. I want her to come out. I want to pray for her. Hermana, I'm a, is that your mom? Is that your mom? Your mother-in-law. Venga, hermana, voy a orar por usted. La presencia de Dios está sobre usted. Levante las manos. Lo que le está deseando al Señor, levante las manos en este momento. Se hace y reciba una unción fresca del Espíritu Santo para ayudarla y para que tenga el poder y la habilidad y la ayuda del Espíritu Santo para hacer todo, todo.
todo. Lo, todo lo que el Señor tiene para usted. En el nombre de Jesús. ¡Uh! En el nombre de Jesús. Do we have extra ushers? You're good. You did a good job. You did a, you're strong. Look at you. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will help you. He will empower you to live your best days on earth. I realize if it hadn't been for the help of the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't, it, I don't know what I would have done. We need him. You shall receive power, ability, might, strength, power from on high. After that, the Holy Spirit. Today, I intended to get into the attributes of the Holy Spirit. I intended. Because there is to know what the Holy Spirit does in you. And when you do, uh, it's not just that's good. But when the enabler and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit comes, it in, he empowers you. Not when you're here. When you're out there, it changes you. It gives you the breakthroughs in your life. Like Peter. Like Paul. Like me. Like you. Right, Perlita? Do you love the Holy Spirit? She'll never be the same. Nunca será igual, hermana. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What are some of the attributes of the Holy Spirit? You know, the Holy Ghost came to reveal the sonships of the Son of God. The Bible says that the earth is an expectation for the manifestations of the sons of God. And we, in the, sons, the sonship of the sons of God is only revealed by the Holy Spirit. It brought them out and revealed them to the world. Hallelujah. Some of you are just entering into that where God is manifesting himself to you by the Holy Spirit, and he is revealing you, your sonship, to those around you. Victor, he's revealing you. He's revealing you, Gabriel. He's revealing you. What about the ladies? He's revealing you, daughters. Hallelujah. Who we really are. 
sons and daughters of the Most High God. Not weaklings, but empowered people to do all that God has called us to do. <sighs> Lift up your hands. Receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. If you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, I want you to you begin to speak in your heavenly language. If you've never been filled and baptized, if you want him, go ahead and receive him right now. Say, fill me, Father, with the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, baptize me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet and begin to pray. Open your mouth. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. And if you're filled, receive a fresh, 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 fresh boldness, fresh ability, fresh oil from heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said. The Holy Spirit, he has a personality to lean on today. If we want to be accomplished, he is the only one to this hour that can and will make the difference in your life. The Holy Spirit, the comforter, he is the only one to this hour that will make the difference in your life. Can I share one attribute of the Holy Spirit? Let me share one. I have about five. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the oil of joy. He's also the one who pours love on you, God's love. He's the one that gives you high praises. And he's the one that gives you favor. Those are the ones I'm going to be talking about. And, and the Holy Spirit marks you with touch not. I'll, I'll go on that one tonight. It's too much. The Holy Spirit will mark you with a, a touch not. Circle around them. Plot against them. Talk about them, but touch not my anointed. But that... Those are, those are the, the, uh, some of the attributes of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let me, let me give you the first one, the oil of joy. Listen, some of you are going to get a change of oil this morning. Oil dryness is what makes people squeaky and rusty and dusty. It's like vehicles, right? Don't run them on no, no oil. They'll come to an end. And, and more will go wrong than just not having oil. In your life, you got to stay oily in the spiritual realm. Amen. But this oil ain't just regular oil. This is the oil that results out of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the oil of joy. Joy is so important in your life. How many of you love joy? How many of you have experienced the joy of the Lord? Amen. Listen, in Isaiah 61, let me briefly go through this one. I'll just share this one and I'll continue. In Isaiah 61, 
And I pray the Lord will fill you with his joy this morning. In Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 3, speaking of the Messiah, speaking of Jesus, it says, the spirit of the Lord of the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Remember, the anointing is the outflow of the Holy Spirit uh, because the Lord has anointed me for a reason. The anointing is to do it to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim that the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. Verse 3 is where I wanted to get. The, uh, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called, listen to this, that you might be called trees of righteousness that the Lord himself planted for himself and for his glory. I don't know about you, but I just left on the inside. Glory. The oil of joy for mourning. The Holy Spirit, a quality, a characteristic of the Holy Spirit is not just to just speak in tongues in itself. It's to inject into you the joy of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the joy. Shout joy. The oil of joy. In Psalm 45 Verse 7, he is referred to as the oil of gladness. The oil of gladness. This is what you walk with. This is what you have. This is what comes in you. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the oil of joy. Also the oil of gladness. Hallelujah. In Psalm 45, 7, it says, Thou lovest righteousness and hated wickedness. How many of you love righteousness? That just means you love right, what is in God. And, and you, you cannot just love righteousness. You've got to have a hate for wickedness. Are you with me? But the Bible says, thou lovest righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, because you do this, your God had anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellow brethren. Above. Who's getting above oil this morning? The Holy Spirit is referred to as the oil of joy, the oil of gladness. What does it mean? What does it mean? What this means is that he is the anointing for joy and gladness. It's like an injection. The Holy Ghost injects you with joy and gladness. Hallelujah. You see, when I told you in my most difficult moments, the, the, the reason why, you know, they didn't break me was because of the Holy Ghost. It was because of the joy. The Bible says in Nehemiah uh, uh, 8.10, the joy of the Lord. The joy that results out of the Holy Spirit 
becomes your strength. Somebody say strength. Why do you think the devil loves to depress people? Why do you think he always tampers with people's, with, with their joy? But if you understand something, that joy and happiness are two totally different things. Happiness is result out of what you see, what you feel, what you have. And when that is taken away, so is your happiness. But the joy of the Lord comes from the Holy Spirit. That no matter what happens, it'll move you because you know your story don't end there. You know, <laughs> you know your story don't end there. The Bible says that sorrow may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You know that your sorrow has an expiration date. And you're aware of this because I got the oil of joy. I got the oil of gladness. Yeah, it might be a little difficult. Yeah, it might be a little challenging, but I already know what God is doing. I already seen what God is doing. It's, oh, and you know, what is the, what is the, if, 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 that's why what the world didn't give you, the world can take it away from you. When God says yes, no one can say no. If God gave it to you, no one can take it from you. If God brought you there, no one can remove you. Joy is vital in your life. And I pray that if you've had any form of depression, because people deal with that. Any form of sadness, whatever has kept you. You know, the anointing. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah that the, 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 the yoke of bondage shall be destroyed by the anointing. I pray that anointing comes on you today and breaks every yoke of bondage. Anything that has caused your depression. Anything that has caused your sadness. Anything that has caused you to be broken. Today by the anointing, you are released in the mighty name of Jesus to never be depressed or sad again. If you believe that, I want you to say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 It's like an injection. It's an injection. It injects joy and gladness into your life. What is the significance of joy and gladness? In Proverbs 17, 22, it, the Bible says, a merry heart do good like a medicine. Joy does you good like a medicine. I'm not talking about fake joy. God never called you to pretend you're happy. This joy springs forth out of the oil released by the Holy Spirit. The joy of the Lord and gladness. You can't pretend it. You, you know, some people say they have it, but their face don't have it. And some people, their face says that they have it, but they don't really have it. What I'm trying to get to you is that you can really walk in the joy of the Lord with the strength of God. Hallelujah. It's available for you. Why would you want to pretend when you have the ability to be filled with the real? You owe it to yourself. You should enjoy your life. 
You should be joyful. You should go around just laughing. I, I will catch, you know, when all this began to spring up in me, I will find myself just laughing. Laughing. What am I? I didn't even know what I was laughing for. It was just all coming from the inside. I was just. And then if I if I didn't if I if I felt any certain way, I'll just start laughing. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. A merry heart do good like a medicine. You know, most diseases, most major diseases can be traced back to, to uh, depression. Bitterness, sorrow. That's why the Bible says that a merry heart do good like a medicine. And it also says that a broken spirit, it dries the bones. It says that. And a broken spirit is, is, is though you, you know, science can't trace it and, 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 and say that it was due to a broken heart. The Bible says a broken spirit dries up the bones. And it, God is smart. God created us. He's our creator. He knows everything about us. That's why you need, to, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. And you need to allow the Holy Spirit to inject this joy and gladness in your life. You need to be done with whatever has kept you depressed or sad. Whatever it is. Today you leave out of here free in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm here to help you. The Holy Ghost is here to help you. All you got to do is want it. I had to decide that. I, I was going to church, but depressed. I was, I was, I, I grew up in church like you heard me, but I, I had a, I had a, I was living my own sad life within myself. I know that's why I tell you these things because I know what it is to be like, praise the Lord. How you doing, sister? Blessed. 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 And it was repetitive that way. And, I, and it, it's an ugly thing. But then you understand, God, we don't have to live like that. I was bitter. I was mad. I was, you know, when people go through stuff. And you need the Holy Spirit to help you. You need the Holy Spirit to help you from the inside out. And I needed that. And, I, and, I, and I, I realized Jesus did not die and shed his blood to give me a life to pretend that I'm okay. He wants me to be okay. He wants me to be good. He wants me to enjoy life. He wants to, me to be happy. But I understood it had to, it, it had to, have, it, it, it would have to be him that did that. It had to, it had to, it, it, it could only be him that could help me. And he did. Has he ever helped anyone here? He helped you, Olga? He helped you? <laughs> and he, he will do that for you. He will do that for you. In every area, no matter what. No matter what. Whatever has robbed your joy today, you get it back. In the name of Jesus, God will make it up for you and to you. And you need to be walking in this because you know what? If you're, if you're hurting, others hurt. 
You ever heard that saying, hurt people, hurt people? That's not God's will for your life. He wants to make it up to you. He wants to fill you. He wants to fill you with his joy. Hallelujah. Who can say, Lord, I need, I need, I need some of that joy? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Worship team, go ahead and come up here. Hallelujah. A broken spirit, however, is said to dry the bones. It's important to note that you can't confuse joy and happiness. Thank you. I know what that is. You're happy, but the moment things are taken from you or something happens, there goes your happiness. So you can't confuse joy and happiness. Happiness is connected to what you have, what you can see, what you can touch. It is temporary. But joy, however, has its fountain in God. Joy has its fountain in God. It's referred to joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. And this is one of the missions of the Holy Spirit to inject this joy in you. Hallelujah. The oil of joy, the oil of gladness. Proverbs 18, 14, it says the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. But a wounded spirit, who can bear? You can't bear it. That's why you need to let Jesus heal you. That's why you need to let Jesus make you whole. That's why you need to let him fill you and baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But a wounded spirit, who can bear a wounded spirit inflicts unbearable afflictions. But when the Holy Spirit has his way, he looses the oil of gladness that puts an end to every form of infirmity in your life. And it'll put an undeniable, unspeakable, perpetual smile on your face. Such joy that you can't even explain it. You can't even express it. People can understand, why you, you look a little crazy always, why, why are you always laughing? Why are you always, why, you, and you know, why they don't understand, like why, you, why you, you know, and, and they, they think you lost it because they're looking in the natural, you know, they're looking in the natural where you might be at the moment, but, but you're not looking in the natural. This joy unspeakable is in you because it, it, it assures you. Who you are, it assures you where you're going. It assures you what God is doing in your life. And you're like, <laughs> you know, they, they, they think you got fired from your job, but they don't know that God shut the door and he's about to open another door. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to you didn't get the promotion you thought. They gave it to the lazy friend of yours that never does nothing. But you, instead of getting mad or instead of complaining, the joy of the Lord keeps you consistent in the things of God because you know that God is your promoter. Promotion comes from the Lord. And when God elevates you, no one can bring you down. <laughs> so there's a joy. There's a joy. People don't understand it. Shouldn't you be mad? The, the, the sister, and that's not a worldly friend. That's a sister from the church. Shouldn't you be mad? I don't know. If I was you, I would tell it. If I was you, I would be like, you know, I don't, I, man, 
I don't know why. But you, 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 you're different. Different. You're not relying on people. You've been, you're consistent. Amen. You're, you, you're going to continue to praise the Lord. You're going to continue to, you ain't going to get on nobody's level. You're on, on the, you know, on the spirit's level. And you're maintaining your joy because you know, you know what's about to happen. People think you're crazy, but let them think because they're going to stop thinking pretty soon because they're going to see what God. I can go on. Such joy. You can't explain it. Why are you so happy? People just do such a good job to help remind you. of, Right? It's like, why are you so happy? They, they want to. Don't let nobody feel sorry for you. Don't let nobody rain on your nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah 8.10. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord takes over your entire system. And it keeps you healthy. It keeps you active. It keeps you well. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Receive a fresh pour, outpour of God's joy in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Have you received something this morning? Hallelujah. I'm going to continue on this.